Hello and welcome to this episode of the Event Manager Podcast by Skiff Meetings, the podcast for curious event professionals who want to stay ahead of the game. My name is Miguel Neves and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Skiff Meetings. In this episode titled The Event Industry Through the Eyes of a Student, I have the pleasure of speaking with Panache Mahakwa, student at Vistula University in Warsaw and the recipient of the 2022 MPI Foundation Student Scholarship Award. This episode is all about his particular perspective on the future of the event industry. We discuss Panache's unique journey from Zimbabwe to Poland and to IMAX in Frankfurt in Germany. We talk about what makes the event industry interesting for newcomers. And we talk about how international environments can change a person's perspective, including Panache's perspective and his desire to return to Zimbabwe and inspire the local community. We talk about why, in Panache's view, entertainment and fun should be part of all business events. And we talk about how students feel about future technologies like the metaverse, and if it really is the future of events. I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation, and I invite you to check out the other episodes of the Event Manager podcast by Skiff Meetings on our website, or you can subscribe through your favorite podcast service. Now for a word from our sponsors, PHL Life Sciences, a division of the Philadelphia Convention and Visitors Bureau. Host your convention or trade show in Philadelphia, one of America's leading life sciences hubs. PHL Life Sciences, the first and only CVB division of its kind, will connect you to the professionals at the forefront of your industry and to a culture you can only find in Philadelphia. A city known for its rich history that's forging a bright future, Philadelphia challenges the expected and defies convention. A world of discovery is waiting. Visit phllife.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Event Manager Podcast by Skiff Meetings. I'm delighted today to be joined by Panache Mahakwa. Panache, welcome to the show. Hi, um, yes, and thank you very much for this honor. I appreciate it. Thank you for being with us. I think it, it, this is going to be a really interesting show. Again, we're trying something a little different. Uh, Panache, you um, just last week, so less, just over a week ago, you were selected as the winner of the um, MPI Foundation Student Scholarship Award um, at IMAX, at the IMAX Gala Dinner, where you stood up in front of, I don't know, 300, 400 industry professionals to get your award. Um, must have been a pretty, uh, a pretty interesting experience for you, a pretty different experience for you, I imagine, right? Yes, it was very different. I was not used to that. I was just like, whoa, this is actually huge. And I was surprised, but it was very amazing. And I loved every single minute of it. Excellent. Excellent. I think for me, it was a really interesting experience. Uh, You know, obviously IMAX being back, um, as an event three years later. Uh, and also I used to work at IMAX and before working at IMAX, I actually won the same award. I think 2009, so that's 13 years ago. So I'm I'm a little a little bit older than you. Um, yeah, but very kind old. Of, you know, seeing myself on stage and, and kind of it was actually in the same room. Um, so, um, but but we're really different. But I want to I want to kind of like start at the beginning. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. I know you're a student at Vistula University in Warsaw. Am I correct? Yes. yes and. Sir. But I want to learn a little bit about your story so far. You know, where where did you kind of start? Where did you grow up? Uh, and when did you sort of, I don't know, first come into contact with events and this sort of part of the industry? I'd love you to start wherever you want to start. 
All right, cool. Uh, I mean, so just like any great story these days, my story starts with the COVID um, situation. So I was actually learning um, in Zimbabwe and um, I was doing accounting. I was in my first year and because of the whole COVID situation, I wasn't able to go on campus. So the school experience wasn't as fulfilling as it was supposed to. So my dad just decided, oh, well, um, if you're going to do online, uh, you might as well just go to you know Poland and get and gain some experience and immerse yourself in, in, a, in another culture and expose yourself to different um, things. So I was like, okay, it's fine. Um, I stopped my first year um, in college in Zimbabwe. Then I came to, to Poland to restart again. Um, I came to Vistula and um, I'm actually like nowhere near like tourism or event management. I was doing accounting and finance, but um, I came across this group that did tourism and um, I love tourism and that side of it. So I thought, you know, why not give it a try and see what happens? And um, I just um, saw this um, competition whereby we had to plan an event and it really piqued my interest. I'm like, why not try it? So I just did it for the experience and because um, I love marketing and um, I just thought maybe I can just use this experience to just sharpen my skills and learn a little. And one thing led to another and wow, and eventually won the award and I was, I was surprised and I was very excited and delighted. So that's pretty much it. That's pretty much that's, it. That's great story. Great story. And, and so, yeah, so the world of events is, is still pretty new to you, I, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it's very, very new to me. Um, I actually didn't know that this industry even existed because in Zimbabwe, it's not, um, it's not so big. Mm-hmm. So... When I then came to Poland, I'm now realizing that it's a very, it's a very big industry and I love it. And I just love how people um, can create these experiences for people to meet and network and just have a good time as well as building networks. And it's just amazing to me. And I love it. I love every single minute of it. I might be thinking of dropping my accounting for events management. <laughs> That's we're, we're delighted to hear that. I think um, there is always a, <laughs> a need for, you know, new talent and new ideas as well in, in the event industry. So that that's that sounds great. Yeah. I think I'd love to hear a little bit about Zimbabwe and, and kind of just just you growing up and, and how that is now that you've experienced Poland for a bit, maybe you could kind of ha- with that perspective on for somebody who's never been to Zimbabwe, could you describe, yeah. um, you know, what it's like and maybe also your 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 growing up, right, your your experience of it growing up? Oh, I mean, I think when people um, from outside Zimbabwe hear about Zimbabwe, the first thing that comes to their mind is just, oh my gosh, this place, there's a dictator or there's, you know, something weird is going on. But um, the the one thing that I do love about Zimbabwe and growing up about Zimbabwe that's different from this side is community. And I think one of the speakers at um, the Amex talked about this um, in that some areas of the continent, there's more community than in most areas. So in Zimbabwe, what you learn growing up is that everyone is your family, your neighbor is your family. So you kind of grow up in this situation where you love everyone and you can like visit everyone and everyone knows each other, everyone knows what's going on. So yeah, um, I grew up in in a place that's um, high density, I think, like a high density area. So you did meet a lot of people and it was very fun growing up. But as we, as I grew up, as I grew older, uh, we we then kept on elevating. And now I'm not so much in the high density areas, but I did get my my 
kind of you know, growing up from that area. And um, Zimbabwe is, it's a mixed bag. It's a tough child to love because, you know, it's a very good country, but, you know, it has its problems, um, inflation and, you know, everything. And it's a bit unstable. Um, so it's a tough bag to love, but, you know, the community just makes it even more better. It just makes it that much exciting. So from Poland, yeah, that was the first thing that really stuck out, that this lack of community, that everyone's just doing their own thing and no one's caring about you. And most people that come from Zimbabwe to Poland, the one thing that they complain about is like depression because they're not used to, you know, being or feeling alone. They're used to like having people check up on them. So that's the one thing that I really found different. Um, a positive though about Poland that um, I didn't get in, in Zimbabwe is that, um, this side, there is so much more. There's so much experience and there's so many opportunities that I would not have thought of. Like I said before, in Zimbabwe, there was no events industry. And I never thought that this was an industry. What we're told is, uh, you know, just work, learn about being a doctor, being an accountant, being a lawyer. That's what you need to do. But in Poland, is you can do what you want. You can be in the event industry if you want. You can be a dancer if you wish to. You can be an actor if you if you aspire to do that. So that's like the main. So that's what I'm struggling to like grasp. I'm like, wow, there's so much I can do, and uh, I'm just loving every single minute of Poland at the moment. That sounds great. Sounds really eye opening, and and you know, I guess it's it's always a positive to have opportunities, right? And to kind of have all yeah. these experiences. So, I mean, I, I, I understand it's very early days, right? I mean, there's so many, you're still in your first year at, at the university now? Yes, I'm still in my first year. Of, of three? Of three, yeah. Three, okay. Um, and obviously, you know, a lot can happen over the next uh, two more years that you have. But do you feel right now that it would be, you know, your path will probably involve gaining experience in Poland and in other places and then returning to Zimbabwe? Or do you feel that you're going to kind of build a career in Poland or, or anywhere else? Um, I honestly, um, I love my country. And um, I'm like, I, I have this, one of my passions, I think I talked about it at, um, at the IMAX is just changing the, the, the narrative of Zimbabwe. I, I don't want people to think that this is a place that you need to run away from and that's what I really want to prove. I just want to learn um, as much as I can this side. After learning that and um, thinking, and when I know, and when I feel like I've learned enough, I want to go back and build um, my country and, and build my area so that, you know, the people that are there can actually aspire to do better. I just don't want to just leave. I mean, I, I wouldn't feel okay, I think, if I did that. No, no, that sounds great. And I mean, I think, It'd be really interesting to follow this journey. I think I, I'd love to understand where you are in a, in a, in a few years and, and, and see how you've done that. And hopefully it's a, a successful journey and, and I wish you lots of success in that. Um, yeah, really. Do you, so I think one of the challenges that you may have, and, and you know, let me know if you disagree, but when you go back to Zimbabwe, when you explain to people in Zimbabwe about the potential, you know, what it is, is like in Poland, or in other countries where there are these opportunities, where there are these industries that are, you know, pretty solid and pretty interesting. What do you think is going to be the most challenging thing to, you know, to kind of explain to them? Because you've experienced this, right? This is something new. This is something that I think 
is hard to describe or to sort of explain just by describing. Do you yeah. have any idea of how you're going to be able to transmit that? Or do you think that people actually have to leave Zimbabwe in order to really experience this in some way? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been, I, I've had these type of conversations with my friends and that when I talk to them, I'm like, like you guys, like, um, you know, if I didn't leave Zimbabwe, my way of thinking would have not, like, I would not be in this position where I'm, where I'm thinking different and I've got a new outlook on life and what is possible. Because, I mean, as much as we not want to admit it, but like the environment that you are in does shape how you think and your outlook. And it's pretty hard to explain to someone um, what the events industry is. Or I was talking to my friend, I'm like, I mean, I was talking to my sister actually the other day, and we're talking about like university opportunities. And she does um, she does a side thing in, in like YouTube, she does YouTube videos. So I was telling her, you know what, like you can do marketing or you know, actually invest in becoming a full-time YouTuber. But she's like, nah, that's not, you know, that's not good. I want to do accounting. I'm like, but you know, you're very good at this, and there's like so much that you can do because I see the potential. And she's like, no, I'd rather just do accounting. So I mean. That's one of the ways in which it's, it's, it's hard to explain to someone because, you know, and I think for most people, experience does teach them better. So if they come to Poland, stay for a month, pretty sure your mind will change, it will shift. And that's like the best way. But I think also like telling stories or if they see like other people like them, maybe like me, if I succeed in whatever I'm doing in the events industry, they can then say, oh, if Panache did it, and we know Panache, he's from our place. If he can do it, then I can probably do it. So it's either the two. Experience is probably better, but like stories of other people that have done it might do the trick as well. Yeah, that sounds like a great approach. And of course, it's probably not feasible to get everybody to experience a different country, right? So yeah. um, stories sound like a great way to, 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 to achieve that. Are there any particular stories? I mean, obviously you're an example in itself, right? So you're a story to them as well, right? But are there any particular episodes or stories so far that, that you've experienced that you would um, want to share with them to, to kind of get this process started? Um, yes. Uh, okay. Um, what can I tell them? Yeah, um, especially like this, um, like this story uh, in itself, the whole um, winning the the MPI Foundations um, Award. That in itself is a story because I'm in accounting. I have no business doing that, um, you know, being in that program. But that program has opened um, my eyes. It has brought me to Frankfurt. I enjoyed my time. But not only that, but it has also exposed me to meeting individuals like you, uh, meeting other people from the IMAX industry who are involved in this uh, industry also meeting um, the likes of Shane uh, Shane Feldman, who is a speaker, very good, and you and you get to like meet and have all these experiences that shift radically shift your approach. Like right now, I was telling my you know my 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 mom and my friends that I'm thinking of changing my degree program because I feel like I cannot be an accountant with what I've experienced now. Like. I felt so much at home. I felt so much at peace. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was doing what I loved when I was in that industry, when I was in that gala. I felt like this is where I want to be. 
I can't see myself behind the desk. So, I mean, that in itself is like one of the stories that I can like share and be like, Absolutely. And then, hey, we need uh, we need people that know how to do accounting as well in events. So, you know, you can use some of that experience yeah, as well. You know, there, is, there is a lot of, of desk work. You know, I mean, you, you mentioned your sister has a, a YouTube channel and is quite successful. Maybe it's time she interviews you for the YouTube channel because I think there's, yeah. you know, that's a great story. And, and it would be a shame not to capture it while it's fresh. Right. Because, yeah. because uh, you know, I think there, there's important uh, elements to that. So I'd love you to talk us through a little bit of your project. Um, first of all, you know, there's a university challenge. I believe it's it's what it's called, right? And you yeah. won the one, there was one in Poland first, right? So there was a, a Future Leaders Forum in Poland where you won that first kind of round and then you won the final in um, at IMEX, right? So you've presented your project twice. Yeah, I've presented it twice. Excellent. And we won both times. So, uh, so excellent, excellent score so far. Um, <laughs> tell me, what was the challenge? So what was the initial challenge that was set to you? Um, it was, um, you had to create an event um, that implements um, the latest technology, um, which would allow teachers to have a better experience in online educational online platforms. So yeah, that was basically the gist Okay. That yeah. sounds very appropriate to what you've experienced as well, right? From the online yes. learning and, and yeah. kind of coming to <laughs> Poland, etc. So talk us through your project, you know, um, start wherever you want to start. We'd love to get a little bit kind of deep involved in, in your project and, uh, you know, why you think it won, I guess, but, but let's just talk through the project first. All right. Um, so obviously my first example was online education has been very boring and it's been very tough. So it was kind of like looking at my experience and being selfish and asking myself, how can I make my experience better? And then trying to translate it into something that's a project. So um, I've been re I've been following the, the latest trends so far, and I'm interested in something called the metaverse. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yep, we've covered it a lot on Skip Games. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah, would love to get your take on the metaverse. W how would you define the metaverse? Um, I would define it as a virtual world that I think is aiming to blur the lines between reality and, and fiction. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they're trying to do to make the experience, online experience, feel more real or simulate reality. I love that. That's a, that's a great description, I think, and uh, definitely part of in the minds of a lot of people working in that space. Yeah, um, so that was the main, I was like, okay, let's do this since since online education is not stimulating enough and part of learning what you need to learn anything you need attention you need interest you need something that can remain in the mind of the user i mean of the person that has been taught afterwards so if we can try and make this more stimulating then it's gonna be better so that's where i had the idea of the metaverse making um, children be able to come in these online platforms and actually meet the teachers and interact with other avatars i think it brings more excitement so that was the main um, idea that was the main concept as the technology has been implemented mm -hmm. and as for the event itself because that should be the main focus um the event itself was supposed to be hybrid in that the online experience shouldn't be that far apart from the physical and uh, one way we wish we could do that was again by implementing 
um, the technology, like virtual technology, mm -hmm. by online people and the people attending physically can meet in one room. That's having the same experience. So how how would that work in your mind? Would the would everybody be wearing a uh, headset? So the people at home that are that are kind of remote would be wearing a headset, and the people that are actually physically, you know, at an event or in a space, would they also be wearing a headset and kind of connect with each other through through the digital world? Yeah, I mean that would be the plan, but of course, maybe not everyone would be able to afford the headsets. So. <laughs> I mean, those that couldn't afford could just watch the event through the eyes of the people um, with the headsets so that they don't really miss out too much. Although the experience will not be you know, as immersive as, as the ones that buy the headsets. So that was kind of like the idea mm -hmm. and just um, trying to, just trying new things, I guess. Mm -hmm. Did you have a, a kind of a date, uh, like a, a, a number of days, speakers, anything like that that yeah. you can share for your event? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had um, the date set for like July 30, um, which is a summer, summer break. So it was ideal for teachers that won't be um, like teaching. Mm -hmm. and, and they can meet with at um, one day of like speakers. Speakers would come maybe speak for like 30 minute intervals. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the day, we just have um, demonstrations and after demonstrations of the technology, the teachers can then network, have fun. And then after the event, um, we would then might, we'll then follow up with probably like um, topics, podcasts, or educational videos, which they can learn from. And um, ideally then they can then learn through our application, which we would have made for that event. And um, did you have any any particular speakers in mind? Did you did you think oh, about yes, that already? Yes. Yeah, we had um, Mark Zuckerberg, of course, because he's one of the main leaders of the thought. He even changed his company name from Facebook to Meta. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had Bonita Stewart, who is um, vice president of Google, and she's also a board member of um, an education platform called Pluto Site. So um, that kind of did merge with the event topic. And we also had um, Rajesh, um, who is the vice president at Microsoft. And um, he also works with um, in, in that department, Meta and New Technologies. So those will be our three main speakers. We'll just kind of introduce it to everyone. And, and do you have ideas about how you would make their sessions more engaging? Are, are they just kind of on the stage speaking or what would make them, you know, an engaging session? You, you talked a lot about kind of keeping people interested. Probably through visual effects, special effects, and just not um, going too technical, but like um, showing practicality within the video. So, because these are teachers, so wouldn't want Mark Zuckerberg to start delving deep into the you know the algebra involved in developing the metaverse but actually sell the experience to the people like i think what he's been doing um whereby he has his avatar character um and he speaks through that character i mean i think that's that's what would make it more immersive people would be like wow okay so this is what it looks like so immersion through kind of being impressed of what you're seeing right and then yeah, yeah kind of involved in it. 
Yeah. That sounds sounds like a great event. I think you know. I think a lot of teachers would be interested in, in how to do that and, and understanding the technology and, and going a little bit deeper. Are you ready to celebrate your successes in the world of meetings and events? The Skift Meetings Awards are back for 2024, recognizing the most innovative business events companies across 15 categories, and we want you to be a part of it. Winners will feature on Skift Meetings, sending a clear signal to events professionals around the world that these are partners they can rely on. The final deadline for submissions is June 11th. We encourage you to start your submission today to secure the best entry rates. For more information and to start your submission, head to live.skift.com. I don't want to dismiss the other projects, but what do you think was unique about yours? Why do you think the judges chose you as the winner compared to the other uh, presentations that you saw? Um, the other presentation was very good in my eyes. Um, her, she did a very good job in presenting it, like the whole aesthetic. I think she beat me in that. Mm -hmm. But I think um, what made me one was my accounting, <laughs> my <little> accounting <laughs> background. <laughs> so your so your project made money. It actually made sense yeah, financially. My project had finances. It had solid finances. That it it had um, structures. You know the whole thing break even. I was I was flexing my accounting muscles. Break even <laughs> targets. How are we gonna meet those targets? How we you know how are we gonna show that numbers are gonna be there? What's the marketing strategy behind it? All, all of that. So, so what was interesting about my event was that it was not only an educational event, it was also an entertainment event yes. slash entertainment. And then we were gonna have um, special performers like artists come to the event so that we can guarantee that the arena will be sold out. So that was like, because uh, who's gonna come for an educational conference? Not many people, but if we sell out the arena, we can at least make sure that our financials are solid. So we were gonna have sort of like um, a performance from different artists engaging, not just like your typical performance, but um, kind of have like a play. I don't know how to call it, but like um, just- Immersive, so they would invite people into their into their performance in some way? No, 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 they would like tell a story, not just like, um, uh, what's the word? Not just perform like songs or okay. remakes of songs, but they would tell a story through their art. So they would have to create a special experience for the people in that event, okay. kind of like a play, like a musical, okay. you know, but like contemporary. Yeah. And um, so that was one thing that was going to help me. And also in that we were going to pay, how are we going to, how, how is this making sense for the sponsors? Mm -hmm. So one of the main reasons why I, uh, had a guaranteed uh, Mark Zuckerberg as a sponsor was because right now they're facing tough PR. Their image is not so good in society. And we were going to work on rebranding them and, you know, introducing them to a new audience through artists, various artists and teachers. And um, just that, just the financials probably made me win much more. So although I hate accounting nowadays, um, it did help me. <laughs> It did help me win. Just shows the the importance of solid accounting when it comes to to planning events. Um, yeah. Just so you had the the kind of semi final in 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 Poland, right? Um, yes. That was against one other person, or were there other competitors? Um, I don't know why this people were not. I don't know. People didn't feel confident enough to participate. We were supposed to be three. Yeah. And I think the other individual pulled out in the end. 
Okay. And she didn't feel like a project was good enough. But yeah, it was. So there was one the other end, person. Was, in the end, it was just one person in the end. Yeah. And then at IMAX, was there more different different uh, events competing? Um, no, I think it was one or two people. Okay. Did you see the other ones or were you were you not? Yeah. I saw the other ones. Yeah. I saw the other ones. Yeah. Interesting. I did. So talk to me a little bit. You also said you're quite interested in marketing. So I'd love to hear how you were thinking about marketing your event and uh, any different approaches that you would want to take there. Um, yeah. So the way in which we we're going to market this event was that we were going to get the bulk of the teachers through um, through schools. So interacting with big schools and organizations and telling them, okay, this is what we have. This is why these are the implications for you know your school and everything. And as well as doing that, we were going to use um, our celebrities or the artists that we're going to invite to kind of use their social medias and channels to promote the event. Mm -hmm. That was another line of marketing. And um, basically, again, through like ads, ads like YouTube ads, Facebook ads as well, mm -hmm. that was a way in which we were going to market the event as well. Okay. So Sounds good. And there wasn't really any um, pre, any need to kind of be on the metaverse beforehand, right? So people could be no. beginners and, and just join, right? Yeah. Yes. It sounds fascinating. It sounds like a good project. I hope you get a chance to actually implement it. And, and you know, you have a few years to, to kind of uh, experiment and hopefully bring it all together. So that would be really interesting. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, yes. And, uh, and so as the winner of uh, the, uh, the award, now you get to go to an MPI conference, right? So you get to go to Brighton, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, there's a choice between Brighton and um, California. I think California is in the next two weeks or something. So that's all. Have you made your choice? Because if you're choosing California, it's going to have to be pretty <laughs> quick, right? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough because, you know, California, who doesn't want to go to California? But um, I think I'm, I'm going to go to Brighton. I've chosen Brighton instead. That's good. Yeah, I mean Brighton is. I, I lived there for for many years, um, and I worked for the with the IMAX team, and I know the IMAX team are very involved in that event. So, as much as I think California would be a wonderful experience for you, yeah. I think Brighton will also be a wonderful experience. Also, because you'll have the opportunity to meet a lot of people that are, um, you know, closely connected to the industry and and probably closer to um, you know what you're working on in in Poland and in Warsaw than than maybe the California experience. Uh, would be yeah so sure. I, I think i'll be there as well there. hopefully in in brighton <laughs> next year for for mpi the uh, european meetings and events conference so that should be a good experience yeah i also heard that uh, one of the imax um leaders organize organizers owns a team called brighton yep yeah brighton and, and like, Albion. yeah i was like you know hopefully this guy can give me you know because <laughs> i love soccer i love soccer i'm like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice on this one. I'm because I might just get a free game. So well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, definitely look into it. Um, I think it'll really depend on the schedule as well. But um, yeah. I think it'll be in February. The Premier League. <laughs> Brighton had a great season last season, so there is yeah. a Premier League again. So you know, if you're if you're if you're lucky, there'll be a, a home game while you're there, right? So sure. so during that period, so it's gonna there be a bit of a gamble. I think um, <laughs> a lot of the people that work at IMX are also big Brighton fans. And oh. uh, I think the Premier League schedule is released in something like 
yeah middle of august or, or probably before that it's before that so it'd be interesting to kind of track that and see if you could make yeah. it into an experience <laughs> yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah well if you can't watch a live game then maybe you can uh, see the training grounds or have a look at the stadium it's it's actually the stadium is a really great venue for events as well so it's it's it actually doubles up really interestingly yeah true because you know i've been following brighton a lot you know just you know just <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um you know i think imax was also a a different experience for you obviously you had the the awards you had the the experience at the future leaders forum did you get an experience to also see the show and 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 i'd love to get your thoughts on that yeah i mean it was so huge so many so many stands and so many things going on I did get to see a few things um, and it was just nice. There were just so many stands. Uh, I, I especially spent more time in this, I think it was called the BUL lounge, whereby you got to meditate and just, yeah, I really like that lounge where you just relax. That's very nice. fun. And yeah, but overall, it's very big. It's a very big event. I was like impressed by the size and just the size of the whole event. It was just yes. grand. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And I hope that, you know, in future years, you get to go to IMAX again and experience it again. I think this was a very intense experience for you. From what I know of the program, you, you spent sort of two days learning yeah. and, and meeting people and uh, but very much, you know, at the show, but in a separate room, right in a separate yeah. area. So uh, I would highly recommend if you were to come next year or the following year as well and and just experience the show for yourself um, there's just so much there and so many different people to meet um including a you know one very recent podcast guest is a man called rick taylor and his wife colleen taylor i don't know if you've met them but um he's actually was responsible or was the uh, the head of the south african convention bureau um, a few years ago and now he's been working with a number of different African countries building their convention bureaus so he's working with Uganda Rwanda Ethiopia uh, I'm probably going to miss a few but there was even Kenya as well so he's working with a number of countries to build their convention bureaus and I think this was the show that had the biggest African presence ever uh, at IMAX so African countries are not um, the majority at IMAX. They're, they're definitely yeah. a minority, but this is the biggest show ever uh, for them. So yeah. um, I yeah, think it'll be great wondering. if you return. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was wondering like, you know, like where is Zimbabwe? Because um, it wasn't there. So like hopefully next year they can have- um, well, There presence. you go. Maybe yeah. you could be their representative, right? <laughs> Connect the dots there. But yeah, uh, I hopefully. think it would be great for you to meet people and, um, Obviously, you know, IMAX is a show for buyers and suppliers, people that are you know, buying meetings or finding meeting space and people who are selling venues, etc. So it's it's not a place where students are, you know, it's not a student show in that sense. Yeah. So I think it's important to be respectful of everybody's time, but there's always a, an opportunity to connect and an opportunity to meet. And I think it would be great to, to have you be part of that. Uh, and I would highly recommend it. I know it may, you know, you may have to invest some of your money. Um, hopefully it's not a huge trip from Poland, but I think if you're serious about being in the industry, I would highly recommend making IMAX a, a regular event that you go to it and kind of see and develop. Yeah, I mean, it's not that expensive. And like, funny story was that I actually missed my flight. Um, oh no. Like my return flight, yeah, to Poland. 
So yeah, I had to pay a lot more money than than my combined uh, trip to and from um, Warsaw. Yeah, so last minute flights are very expensive, yeah. especially right now, right? Yeah, it was. So I'm I'm pretty sure I can invest some. <laughs> like the experience. Is, well, at least you didn't miss the flight on the way to Frankfurt, so you were able to to do have all yeah. this experience. It was just on the way back, right? True. Yeah. yeah, but it is a very good experience, and I enjoyed it. Excellent. So I know you have, you know, somewhat limited experience, but I'd still love to get your impression of, you know, what you know of business events now. And when I say business events, you know, conferences, trade shows, that kind of thing. Um, and do you have any idea of where you think they would be in the future? You know, you talked about the metaverse, you did the project around it. I think it sounds like you have some pretty strong ideas as well around what makes events interesting, but also what can sometimes make them boring and not exciting. Do you have any ideas of what you would like to see events in the future? How you think they could change to be better for businesses to do better with events as well? Um, I think um, in the future, uh, these type of events would um, probably incorporate like one of the motors that I had for my event, which is like work hard, play hard, whereby they become a fusion of business and entertainment. I think that's the next step and they have to be physical. I don't really um, probably see business events um, getting to the metaverse, maybe more for my generation who have grown up around, um, you know, technology and, and, and so forth. But like for the current generation, like, you know, like you millennials or, you know, the older generation, the physical experience cannot be matched at the moment Mm -hmm. and um, in the future we maybe just more entertainment and um just more and the agendas are met early on because business people don't like their time getting wasted just hitting the core subject getting that underway getting that sorted afterwards go party call it a night go home that's uh (laughs) That's so efficiency, efficiency is important and, yeah, and yeah, also efficient. having that fun element. Yeah. You, you mentioned the bus- you don't see business events going in the metaverse, maybe for younger generations. It, do you feel like in, in 20 years time when, you know, when, when your generation will maybe be the majority of the, of the people at the show, uh, you know, business leaders, do yeah. you think that at that point there will be a sort of metaverse version of this or do you think that it'll always be more of a face-to-face um you know i'm assuming that that generation will be more used to it you know more more familiar with with kind of the metaverse or vr and those kind of experiences but do you think that there will be business events happening in that or do you think that business events will always be the face-to-face or there will always be a sort of preference for face-to-face um i think that they would be a shift towards hybrid events because mm-hmm. um, like I say, my generation, like you see some people um, like they play these games uh, the way by you interact with online members and they feel more connected to those individuals online playing their games through their characters than they do to people that they see every day. And they, so you, you see a trend in where like children are forming bigger ties online than they are socially. Mm-hmm. physically and with the trend whereby we're growing more socially awkward and we're becoming more insecure about our features and 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 so forth there might be a, a 
a tendency to try and actually make the metaverse work. Yes. So I do feel like this would make more sense for our generation, at least. But in as for me, I would rather prefer physical. Experience. <laughs> That's funny. Experience. You know, you're kind of saying yes, this probably makes more sense, but I don't want to do it, right? I want yeah. I want to do the physical thing. But do you think it makes more sense in the business context? Because I'm 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 I have to admit I'm struggling a little bit in the business context. I understand, you know, you wanting to be an avatar. You you creating relationships and I and I made lots of relationships during the COVID pandemic, right? I did I met a lot of people that I've never met online and we got to know each other, right? We 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 didn't necessarily do business, but we discussed business and from a professional perspective, that worked. Um, but do you think that that will work? You know, I could see the avatar and 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 connecting with people on a personal level, but on a professional level to do business, do you think that the avatars will will be involved and that kind of experience makes sense? It might not be the best. Mm -hmm. It might not be the best. Honestly, I would prefer physical. That's my preference. I prefer physical because you can't um, really replicate that feeling. Maybe you just like you, you. So maybe like you guys just order the same meal, and before that, you know, like you can now be talking about something else, and who knows? Like now you've got a contact. But with physical avatars, I think it's difficult to network freely. Okay. Maybe they're gonna improve that. Somewhere in the future, who knows? But as things stand now, yeah. um, the physical networking is unmatched, especially for business um, events. Yeah. And so do you see it then that maybe the metaverse will sort of replace the, the Zoom calls and the things that we yeah. do online anyway, but the things that we do offline will continue to do offline? I think so. I think maybe offline experiences may become even more sacred because now people will be now doing this metaverse and the opportunity of actually meeting and actually be better. Like, you know, like what, what you're saying, um, during the COVID period, you were isolated from everyone and coming back, I think everyone was more excited to meet physically finally. And I think that's what's gonna happen in that physical activities. I mean, physical meetings are actually gonna be much, 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 much better and more immersive. Sounds good. I mean, it's it's really interesting to hear that from you. Um, and, you know, I, I appreciate you you sharing your perspective, because we can all make predictions of what True. we think, you know, <laughs> those people will do. But ultimately, if we don't feel it, then, you know, I think we are those people at the end of the day, right? If, if, yeah. if you're one of those people that say, like, I don't want to do this in this format, then I don't think you're going to be alone. So it's interesting to hear um, that perspective very much. Panache, wonderful talking to you and thank you for being so open and sharing your experience. I think I wish you lots of success. I think you you will hopefully return to IMAX and to many shows and many events and and who knows, maybe you'll be the head of the Zimbabwe Convention Bureau one yeah. day or or yeah. something like that, you know, dream big, yeah. absolutely. Sure. Would love to um, get a recommendation from you um, for someone else that we should interview on the podcast. Uh, we ask this of a lot of our guests and we've we've started to connect the dots and go back to those people. Um, so we'd love to get a recommendation from you if you have one. Yeah. Um... My recommendation, I don't know many people, but um, the one person that I've known, two people actually, which I've known intimately, there is uh, Christoph Saluch. Um, he has been one of my mentors. He's the one that has been guiding me throughout this whole journey because I'm new to it. And he has lots of experience in this industry. He is an, I think he's an MPI, he's an MPI member. He is, he's been involved in 
the mice industry as well as the incentive industry. So I think he has lots of experience yeah. um, in this industry. That's one of the people. And Rude Janssen, Rude Janssen also met him um, in Poland for, was one of my judges for the, for the first um, university challenge meeting. And I think Rude is just amazing. Um, he has written a book mm -hmm. on event planning and uh, I just like draw inspiration from him and just the way he works. Yeah, we've had Rude uh, on the show already, so really? that's great. But we haven't had Christoph yet, so um, we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, contact Christoph. I know Christoph well. Uh, he's also yeah. uh, an MPI member and and a previous winner of of awards as well with MPI. So it'd be great to have him on the show. So thank you for that recommendation. Yeah, thank you so much. Panache, wonderful to chat. Uh, wish you lots of success in your journey. Please keep in touch, and uh, we will we'll follow the journey and hopefully reconnect again not too long from now. Hopefully. Yeah. Thank you so much. See you in Brighton, probably. See you in Brighton. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thank you.